Let's get real. For real, for real. And get ready to run. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, March 2nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. San Diego Comic-Con has announced that this summer's event will once again be held virtually. And this year will also be one day shorter than usual, with three days of events from July 23rd to 25th. Taylor Swift has called out Netflix and the creative team behind its new series Jenny and Georgia for a joke referencing her past relationships. In the season one finale of the mother-daughter dramedy, 16-year-old Jenny and her mom are in an argument about guys and relationships when Jenny, in response to her mom's questions about a recent breakup, says, quote, What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. In a tweet, the Grammy-winning singer said, 2010 called and wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back, adding, how about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horse as funny? Swift also called out Netflix, which released her 2020 documentary Miss Americana, saying, quote, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Representatives at Netflix did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. All right, let's check in to today's picks, starting with number three, New Amsterdam, which finally returns for season three tonight. Like many other medical dramas this season, the NBC show will deal with the pandemic, picking up at the end of a surge with the hospital staff still weary and reeling. As executive producer Peter Horton previously told me, Some were hit harder than others, and some in very, you know, all of them in very specific ways. But they won't have much time to ruminate on it. Tonight's premiere finds Max trying to track down scarce medication after one of the staff contracts COVID. Meanwhile, after a plane crash lands in the East River, investigators come by to interrogate the flight crew, leading Iggy to race against the clock to help the pilot uncover the truth. Also, Helen's potential romance with Daniel Day Kim's Dr. Cassian Shin is still up in the air. Here's a clip from the episode. Of all the gin joints in New York, uh, I owe you a call or 12. No worries, I got the hint. My silence wasn't a hint. True. After a few months, it definitely became more of a statement. My silence was me hunkering down, battling the hatches, focusing on my patients. Okay. And now? Uh, I've got no idea. I haven't even thought about now. Well, once you lift your stay-at-home order, just, um, let me know. How about tonight? We ship it, even if it does mean Helen and Max won't be getting together. Well, for now, anyway. Stay tuned for further developments and tune in to NBC at 10 p.m. for New Amsterdam's season premiere. Trivia. It's trivia time. Speaking of Daniel Day Kim, here's a trivia question about the New Amsterdam star. Kim recently landed his first series lead in an adaptation of what best-selling book about, what else, a deadly virus, The Last Man, and the band played on, or The Hot Zone? Stick around for the answer. Number two. A 
Up next, our number two pick is ABC's Soul of a Nation, the first broadcast network news magazine putting black life in America front and center. The series' six episodes will each focus on a specific theme, including spirituality, black joy, and activism in sports, and each will feature a celebrity guest host alongside interviews and reporting by ABC news anchors and correspondents. Tonight's premiere, hosted by Sterling K. Brown, examines the racial reckoning that erupted last year, from policing and reparations to arts and entertainment. Here's a preview. And the other half of the formula is also allowing more black filmmakers and more screenwriters to tell their stories. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you want to be. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. Black Panther is a definite example of that. Hey, Auntie. A mostly black cast with a black director, black screenwriter, and they hit the billion dollar mark. If you think about Ryan Coogler and, you know, from Fruitvale Station, to Creed, to Black Panther. Here you got a real black dude from the Bay, and he's like, now I'm making films. That's what I'm talking about. That is just one of many stories that will be explored in the episode. Other interviewees include actor and activist Danny Glover, U.S. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn, who will speak about his experience defending the Capitol on January 6th, and John Legend, who will close out the show with an intimate musical performance. That all begins at 10 p.m. on ABC. Speaking of ABC, the stars of the network's Blackish and Mixedish and Freeform's Grownish recently spoke to EW at SCAD ATV Fest. And of course, we asked them the question, what you watching? Lovecraft Country was fire. Yeah. I just finished Lupin and it was so good. It yeah. was so good. Uh, I just caught up on Succession. I finally finished the second <gasps> season. That was so I'm ready for that third one. Oof. Girl, so good. Yeah. So good. So good. I need a new show. Someone recommend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you guys see The Little Things? Uh, just... The Little Things was amazing. Oh, Little Things, huh? The Little Things yeah. was so good. Great. What is it on? HBO, uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. Denzel and uh, Rami. Yeah. Rami yeah. and Jared. We just started oh. Lady in the Dale. What a train wreck that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's just. Yeah, we, we, we went from watching Tiger to that, and both of them are just... Uh, really? We're, we're like on a documentary kick on HBO Max. It's good stuff. I, yeah. I'm binge-watching uh, all of uh, Peter Ingalls' old Saturday morning TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> no. From Saved by the Bell to Hang Time. Have you gotten to California Dreams yet? <laughs> oh man, don't forget about City Guys. CITY, you can DY these guys. Da, 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 da. That's all. When I moved out to California, I'm like, if I could just get on a show like Hang Time or say, <laughs> it's just like, if I could just do that, I'll have made it. It would have been worth it. Mom and dad could be proud. And, and look <laughs> at you now working with two of the stars of Hang Time and Free <laughs> Bell. <laughs> Ah, do you remember that one? Hang Time, NBC, Anthony Anderson was on it for two seasons of that show. And the Safe by the Bell star he's talking about is Mark Paul Gosseler, who we also heard from there, who's now on Mixedish. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be back after this quickish break. 
everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now don't blink or you'll miss our number one pick, The Flash. The Fastest Man Alive returns on The CW tonight to kick off Season 7 of the long-running superhero drama. When we last checked in, Mirror Mistress had escaped the Mirrorverse, trapping Iris there, and framed Sue Dearbin for her husband's murder. Meanwhile, Team Flash was trying to stop Barry's speed from disappearing, which apparently won't end well. Tonight's season premiere finds Nash Wells coming up with a dangerous plan after an experiment to save Barry's speed backfires. Elsewhere, Iris has a startling realization inside the Mirrorverse, and Cecile faces off with the returning Rosa Dillon. With Season 7 getting underway, EW's Arrowverse expert Chancellor Agar joins me now to discuss these new developments and what else is coming up on The Flash. Hey Chance, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thanks. So before we really dive into Season 7, I, I, I want to back up a bit because Season 6 ended early because of the pandemic. So what can we expect from the new season when it premieres? Like, What, what all is at stake and, and what needs to be handled? Well, I mean, as you mentioned, we ended early last year, and so uh, Mirror Mistress, sort of the big bad of the second half of season six, or as the showrunner refers to it, as graphic novel number two, because uh, new showrunner Eric Wallace has started dividing his seasons into sort of graphic novels, sort of how comic books are done, where like you have an arc and then it's compiled to a trade paperback or a graphic novel, and so that's his way of sort of uh, tightening up the stories to make them, and his way of sort of competing with the other sort of streaming superhero shows that sort of are better at sort of catching their audiences with with sort of a streamlined storytelling device anyway so uh so we're still dealing with mirror mistress and she's out and about before we left her she had this plan to sort of remake the world to fix the world as she said so that is sort of looming over us in this premiere that sort of uh picks up with barry's speed still failing Iris is trapped in the Mirrorverse still. Caitlin Frost is sort of off trying to heal from a wound she sustained. And Cisco is in Atlantis trying to find a device that'll help them get into the Mirrorverse and save Iris. So really, the Team Flash is in sort of scattered in this premiere. And so it's really, uh, in this premiere, it's only Barry in Central City along with uh, along with Team Flash newcomers Chester and Allegra there to help him and Nash Wells as he's sort of, again, dealing with his failing speed and, again, not being with his wife. Right, got it. So once they start to get all of these kind of, uh, you know, dangling problems left over from season six fixed, what do you know about where then that will take us in season seven proper, I guess we'll call it? Yeah, I mean, so basically, I mean, uh, as, as Eric Wallace has said, um, with having to sort of move these remaining three episodes to the beginning of season seven, he had to sort of rejigger his plan for season seven a bit. And so on the upside, though, that means that, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say that the Team Flash will find a way to defeat Eva McCulloch. But the way that they go about doing that sort of 
immediately sets off the next sort of quote graphic novel, graphic novel number three, and really just sets off their new conflict with the new big bad for the graphic novel. Also, obviously, on top of defeating Eva, we also know that Iris will eventually make it out of the Mirrorverse. And that's exciting for me, but also for, for a lot of Flash fans, because season seven is very much about exploring what life is like as a super married couple and watching Barry and Iris sort of tackle the big bad sort of together as a as one unit. In season six, the first half of season six was about Barry sort of dealing with his impending death in Crisis, the last crossover. The back half of scene six was about Iris and this conflict with Mirror Mistress. And so scene seven is really about Barry and Iris together again. And I know that's something fans have been dying for since they were separated midway through season six. So um, that is something that's really cool coming down the pike. And also, this is a bit of insider baseball, but Daniel Panabaker, who plays Caitlin, was written off the show uh at the end of season six, because she was pregnant and was about to go on maternity leave. Thanks to the pandemic, um, she was able to return to shooting right at the beginning of season seven. So uh, we're getting back in some stuff with her when when season seven proper kicks off. A few, a few episodes down the line. Also, Cisco has a very meaty storyline with, with this season's Big Bad coming up as well. That sort of, uh, and the other thing too I can say, is sort of uh, Eric Wallace also teased that we'll, uh, he's bringing back one Big Bad from season from one of the earlier seasons uh it is not zoom he told me but uh so we'll see who it is but um so that's something else i'm really excited for wouldn't that be so metaphorical for these times uh a big bad zoom in this age uh <laughs> but uh, yeah it... flash season two was way ahead of the the curve <laughs> that is so true so true uh well in, in addition to all that you mentioned are there any other surprises that you uh, have to tease for fans uh, I'm trying to think. I think um, I will say you definitely don't want to miss this premiere. Uh, it's uh, Grant Gustin gives one of his best performances of all time on the show. Um, it's very comedic. It's hilarious. But there's also some uh, real some uh, emotional things that happen in this episode that you'll definitely want to watch live as to not be spoiled for. All right. That sounds good. The Flash season premiere speeds onto your screens tonight at 8 on The CW. Thanks so much, Chance. Thank you. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Daniel Day Kim recently landed his first series lead in an adaptation of what best-selling book about a deadly virus? The Last Man and The Band Played On, or The Hot Zone? If you were lost on this one, here's the answer. The Hot Zone. Kim will play an FBI agent investigating the 2001 U.S. anthrax attacks in the second season of the National Geographic anthology series based on Richard Preston's nonfiction book. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.